Hi everybody and welcome to a new episode of the official European League of Football show. Today is about the Barcelona Dragons and therefore I'm sitting here with head coach Andrew Weidinger and all-star team player Nico Lester. Hi guys, welcome to the show and Andrew, welcome to the ELF. Thank you very much, Jenny. Can't, I'm fired up to be here. Yes, thank you, Jenny. Really well, it is my... Thank you guys for being here. Let's get it started. Let's talk about the Barcelona Dragons and the upcoming season. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for summer 2022? Oh, shoot, Jenny. Are we talking... <laughs> what's the highest? Is 10 the highest or is 1 the highest? Are we going 10? <laughs> 10 11. I'll say 10 the highest. I'm going 11. <laughs> I, have not, um, I have not been this fired up for a football season in a long time. Uh, this roster looks awesome. These people are awesome. I know that the fans are awesome. I have had so many fans reach out to me. I want to thank each and every one of them. Uh, we are going to we're going to do everything we can to make you guys proud of this team. I am I am jacked to get out of America and into Spain. What about you, Nico? How you feeling? I'm super hyped, especially you know with you on board and coaching the returning coaching staff. Um, I think we laid a foundation last year, but with, you know, you coming in and I think we're going to have a, we have a great group already with the new guys coming in too. Now, I think we, yeah, if you ask me how excited I am, I would say, yeah, 11, two, probably 15 because, you know. <laughs> yes, that's, so, that's what we want to hear. Yeah. So is there we anything the you, you look forward to? Go ahead, Nico. What do you look forward to the most? Like, what what's your what do you already know is going to be your highlight number one? Personally, I'm just looking forward to see the improvements of all the players during this offseason. That's um, like my looking forward to thing. Um, yeah, like I said last year, you know, small team and people, you know, thought you know, Spain they just gonna run over us, and we came out there and showed everybody that we played just like anybody else in this league. You know, so. For me, I'm looking forward to see the brothers, how they improved, how they were training, see, you know, football skills wise, too. So I'm super hyped. And of course, the fans, you know, again, like we have the best fans and I can't wait for all, to see them all in the stands and get it going. Uh, no question. As you know, Jenny, there is nothing, uh, nothing quite like team sports, being part of a team, uh, the atmosphere, the brotherhood. Uh, going through the trials and tribulations, having that common goal. Everybody's working towards that goal. Uh, that's what I'm most fired up for, to be a part of that with these guys. I already, in, in you know, we've had to meet online, so it's been Zoom, and I've been recording videos and that sort of stuff. This is actually how we were, Nico and I were just talking. Yeah. This the first time I've ever seen Nico in person. Uh, and it's, I, I've been trying to convey that, that in terms of the the greater puzzle, the you know, the percentage of the, the pie, what do I bring to the table? I'm like 2%. Okay, they're the 98%, and I am fired up to see those guys go out and establish themselves as great football players over in Europe. Uh, and it is a it is a very cool having done it just just for one season. It is very cool to see a lot of guys and the progression that they can make uh, just in a short season and the amount that they want to learn. Because um, in America, you got a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys who are very talented athletes who maybe don't want to necessarily go and put the work in. And and in my experience. Uh, especially last year, the guys that wanted to go out, they wanted to work. They were dying, dying to learn. And uh, and that was really cool to see. That was the buy-in over there is awesome. And I cannot wait to be a part of that in Barcelona. Yeah, well, 
you are new to the team. So, I mean, you, you just mentioned so many good reasons why to go there, but what made you become the new head coach of the team? Why did you, why did you decide to do it? Yeah. Okay. So this is, and it's a, it's a wild story. I don't even know how I ended up in Europe, but, uh, um, coach Samel from the, the Panthers. So I had a, a little Twitter account and, uh, and he started following me and I was just kind of posting up little receiver coaching points and stuff uh, just to keep myself entertained, you know, highlights from the NFL and pointing out what they did right and what they did wrong. And uh, I noticed, you know, that, that it was a coach from Poland. And so I reached out to him and asked, you know, what's the deal with with coaching overseas? Like, that sounds really cool. I'd like to do that. Uh, and so we talked a little bit. He got me to sign up on Euro players and uh, shoot a couple weeks later, the uh, the Potsdam Royals of the GFL, they contacted me. And I was really fortunate that we were able to work things out and go out there uh, after last season. It's a little difficult. I've got two young kids. I got a six year old and a three year old. So it was a little bit hard on my wife and my family because uh, I had to stay there longer than they did uh, once the season ended. So it was a little difficult for them to manage it. And we kind of decided that that we weren't going to do it. And I'd been contacted by a small handful of teams over in Europe this off season. And, and we explored all the options. And ultimately I had to tell them all no, because, because of my kids. Uh, and I've tried to reach out. If anybody uh, that contacted me, if I haven't contacted you back, I tried to reach out to everybody and tell them that I'm sorry that I am going to take a job and that it, I don't want it to reflect negatively on our interactions. Um, so, so if you're watching right now and I didn't reach back out, I am truly sorry. Uh, but so I get contacted by the guys in Barcelona, uh, by Bart and Jesus and Carlota, uh, who are awesome people. And uh, my wife had done a study abroad in Madrid when she was younger. And uh, I told her, I just yelled from the office, said, what do you think about Barcelona? And she was like, I don't care what we got to do with the kids. We're going. <laughs> and so here we are. Uh, you know, and that worked out pretty good. Um, I am excited. I've never been to Spain. I've been to a handful of places in Europe, but never been to Spain and cannot wait to get going. And, and I know my family, they can't wait to get out there too. My son, he's on Duolingo studying his Spanish right now. Uh, and my wife, uh, shoot, I'm keeping her happy. So we're good. <laughs> happy yeah. wife, happy life. <laughs> yes, so when are you coming over? I will be there middle of next month. So I got a little okay. bit of time. Uh, we're still, we're gonna, we're gonna keep working remotely until I can get there. And now please tell us more about your past. I mean, you already mentioned your past in Europe. But before that, you have been working in the NFL. So you are bringing NFL experiences to Spain now. Yes. You have been with the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Correct. Please yes. Tell uh, very, us more. Very fortunate. Very fortunate uh, that um, as I came up, uh, I was at the University of Arizona. I was a graduate assistant there. I worked for uh, a couple of the Stoops brothers. Uh, Mark Stoops is currently the head coach at Kentucky, and I learned a ton from him. Um, and I was able to work uh, my way from there to the Atlanta Falcons. With uh, the Atlanta Falcons, I worked for some absolutely incredible coaches. Mike Smith was our head coach. Mike Smith's like a dad to me. Uh, he took care. I was just a kid when I got there. You know, I'm shoot. I'm almost 40. I feel like I'm still just a kid. But uh, I was just a kid. He took care of me. Mike Smith, Terry Rabisky, Chris Selfo, Gerald Brown, Mike Malarkey. Ton of guys that I learned a ton from there. Uh, shoot. And we had the legendary, I, uh, you listeners, I don't know if you guys know who Pat Hill is. An absolute legend of a human being. I have never in my life. And I'm going to veer off on a story here. Sorry, Jenny. And sorry, Nico, you just got to listen to me talk. Uh, I never once saw in the NFL, we had players from other it's, teams. It's from another team. So please continue. We, yes. We had players from another team come onto our bus. I have never in my life seen that happen. They came on because they had played for Pat Hill in college when he was at Fresno state. They wanted to see him. They loved that guy. If I can ever, ever replicate 
a fraction of the success that Pat Hill had. If I can ever be the man that Pat Hill was, I will be a happy person. I'll be a successful coach because that guy, he was awesome. We had, uh, uh, we had a great run there in Atlanta. <laughs> we, I was there for seven seasons. Mike Smith uh, was our head coach the entire time. He uh, unfortunately didn't get another job as a, as a head coach in the NFL, which is absolute highway robbery. We were, uh, we were the number one seed in the NFC twice. We, uh, we were up 17 nothing in the NFC Championship game one year, and the 49ers, Colin Kaepernick, Vernon Davis, those guys, they came roaring back on us, uh, beat us, you know, took it away from us at the end. Uh, I was ready to go to that Super Bowl. It was, a, it was a sad day to be a Falcon that day. After that, we weren't quite as good as things tend to go sometimes, <laughs> especially in a league like the NFL. And so they, they ran us out of there, uh, which, you know, that's life. From there, I like we like you said, I went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was there for four seasons. I worked with some absolute superstars there, uh, up and coming coaches, guys. You'll know these names soon enough. Butch Barry, Ben Steele, guys like that, um, who are uh, guys that are now with the Broncos, uh, good friends of mine that are um, that I learned a ton from. And uh, so four years there, sure enough, we weren't particularly good at any of the time, any point in time there. So they got <laughs> us out of there. That was uh, pre that uh, the the Tom Brady guy that they were able to get their hands on. Uh, so if I'd have been there maybe a little bit later, who knows? But uh, but here I am, and I couldn't be any happier. <laughs> well, Nico, that's gonna be a new level now. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally ready and hyped. That's why, like and this year. Yeah, like I said, because. Just to touch on real quick, because Coach was saying, you know, he's excited about guys, you know, taking in information. And I've been around Europe, like, Coach is going to love what he's going to come into this year because we got young, hungry, talented guys that are going to take in anything every coach says. So that's just why, like, Coach, you're in the right spot, that's for sure. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. You know, and I, and I one thing I want to mention, uh, just to follow up with last season, I worked for two guys who were awesome in Potsdam, uh, Mike Micha Vogt and David Saul. I just, I wanted to make sure that I thank those guys too. Uh, and, and I know that I didn't mention uh, Bart and Jesus and Carlota here in Barcelona. I want to make sure that I get all my thank yous in there. I don't want to miss yeah. anybody. <laughs> so Andrew, how do you think, how can, the, how can the Dragons benefit from your past and experience now? And as a, being a coach in Europe now, which working methods can you adapt from the NFL and what's totally different over here? Okay, so we took um, time. Time is different. We, uh, in the NFL, it's you wake up, you go to work, uh, you go home, you go to sleep, you wake up, you go to work, you go home, you go to sleep. Um, so it was a little bit different and it was actually, it was different good. Uh, I was able to wake up with my uh, my kids over in Germany and we would walk over to the bakery and we could grab something to eat. And it was um, it was a little bit of a different way of life. And uh, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, with that said, uh, I already know that and I took a lot of heat for it, for being so uptight and worried about winning all the time that uh, that I didn't sit back and enjoy it. We I lived in a, in a suburb of Berlin and I never made it into Berlin. Uh, despite all the time we had, because I was just too uptight about the whole deal. So I got to learn how to adjust to a little bit of the, the European lifestyle. And um, I know that I ultimately probably won't, but uh, I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, but being around those guys, uh, it, it's, it's an experience that you can't replicate. And, uh, and I'm glad to hear Nico say that we got the right kind of guys that want to go out and want to learn it. Yeah. With that said, so Nico, the amount. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, please go continue, please. What I'm what I'm bringing to the table, I learned from other people. So so I'm just standing on other people's shoulders. Uh, 
this isn't this isn't about me. It's about the guys on the field. And, and what I know is only because it was taught to me. And so my goal is to take what was taught to me and teach it to them because uh, I'm sitting on this wealth of knowledge, uh, again, that I acquired from people that were that were kind enough to, to give it to me. And so I'm not going to hoard it. I'm going to I'm going to pass it on. And hopefully that will turn us into a winning football team. Uh, if everybody embraces their role, if everybody embraces what we're teaching and if everybody goes out and does their best, shoot, we learn from our mistakes, we fix them. Good things are going to happen. Yeah. 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 Nico, except for having this super hyped up coach now on the team, what do you think is going to be different this season in terms of, I don't know, level of play and the atmosphere, game days, the fans overall compared to season one? So I think we all know this kind of, you know, the kind of swing American football and the culture took with the ELF joining or actually starting off last year. It was the first year, so it was kind of a new thing, I would say, to every European football player in that sense, you know, because now players actually get paid to play. So, you know, it's also kind of, I guess, for a lot of them adapting to that situation. Okay, now I get money. Like, I actually have to, you know, it's my job. I have to go to the gym. I have to put in this work to, you know, be able to compete when it comes or when the time's called on them. So, I think the level of play the second season is going to be way higher because all franchises actually now had the first year to figure out or kind of see their mistakes in recruiting and what they maybe need. And, you know, do we have to find a gym? Do guys have to work out more? So all these preparation things that come into America or go into American football to be successful and great. I think most of franchises learned, you know, their mistakes, their positives, all these things from the first year. And I think that comes with, you know, second year, definitely it's going to be very, very, competitive because i mean now you also have swarko raiders joined vienna vikings istanbul rams you know so all these teams that are also new teams that joined they are coming to win too you know so there's this league this year is going to be one of the most competitive leagues i think outside of usa might be top american football league right now so that's just my personal opinion just because it's up and rising a lot of good players are in this league and a lot of good coaches and a lot of good trainers. So slowly the league is forming up. And like I said, from first year and talking to Patrick Azuma and to the guys, yeah. like I'm forever grateful. You know, my goal was always to play in the NFL. I've treated for years like that. I've treated my training like that. Um, myself, you know, to a standard where I tried to get there. Um, now we have a coach, so I know I'm 30, but coach, I'll let you know now. I'm still, I'm gonna give it all for the team. It's still a goal, you know, but um, no, other than that, yeah, the league is, it's the best thing that could have happened for American football in Europe. So I'm really excited about it. And I think a lot of players, you know, that also had the dream as I did. And also and that's for coaches too. You know, it's not just players, it's coaches, you know, and fans. And a lot of things been going on in Europe for a while. And this is the league to stay. And I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to be playing for the Barcelona Dragons still. And I'm just going to give it all I got to the game like I've been doing for my team and just continue, you know, playing the game that I love. Nico, I didn't know you were 30. You're too old. You got to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, you'll sorry, Jenny. Sorry. <laughs> I shot at Nico real quick. Hey, you, you, you don't want to kick this weapon out of your roster. Bro. No, absolutely roster, not. Absolutely not. I had to, I had to get a dig <laughs> in. You always got to get one in. <laughs> 
No, but Nico, you also you mentioned your fans. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't hear you. I think you just. Yeah, Jenny, we lost Nico, how would you there. describe the Barcelona Dragons fans? Because I know they were cheering for you, even though. Hmm? You're breaking up sometimes, Jenny. Oh, like, uh, okay. So, oh. is it uh, better now? Yeah, if you can hear us. Yeah, I, I can hear yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Well, I was asking. I was asking about your fans because uh, I yeah. know that they've been cheering for you so hard last season, even though it wasn't always. Well, or it, it might not have been as successful as you guys wanted it to be. But how would you describe the Barcelona Dragons fans? I mean, and it's everybody that's been to our stadium, everybody that's been to our tailgating. Um, our fans are the best fans in the ELF. Everybody that's been there knows it. We as players know it. And we're forever grateful and thankful. And that's why we also always played the way we played. We play, we never give up. No matter who we play, no matter if we're down, no matter if we're up, we always give it a hundred because our fans are there for us, you know, they're there to support us. So we have an obligation to, in a sense, pay them back with a good football game, you know, and that's what we always came out to do. And I think if I think back to a game, and this is probably why the main reason why we have the best fans, we had a game, if I'm correct, or if I'm not wrong, we had a game, I think it was versus Hamburg, in Hamburg, where we had Hamburg on the ropes, and we almost had them, you know, and we lost, and we came back to the airport in Barcelona, and there were, yeah, 30 fans waiting for us, you know, with the drums and with sayings with anthems you know while we were walking out of the airport and i don't know if there's any other that's why that's just a that's a big thing there because i don't think there's any other fan base that has done that for their teams so that's that's like the main reason and a point to point out that we have the best fans in the league and i i love all football american football fans you know what i mean like anybody that loves football fine that's cool with me but we have the best supporters and american football fans in the elf and <laughs> I'm going to stick to that, not just because I play for the team, because it is the truth. That is the truth. And everybody that's been there and feels the atmosphere <laughs> will, you know, will agree to that. So that's just my take on that. I have heard the exact same thing that, that Nico's saying from literally everybody I've spoken to. There isn't a soul who has anything bad to say about our fans. The one thing that I'll say is if there are empty seats in that stadium, we have to fill them. We absolutely have to. We need everybody to jump on to the Dragons website, go to those season tickets, get season tickets. Guys, do not forget anybody. This is my appeal to, to our fan base. Guys, you can't forget this is a startup league. All right. And I know a lot of people think this is the most dominant league in Europe, but make no mistake. There has been startup leagues left and right in America and not one has survived. I've got I got the Arizona Hot Shots right here. I worked for the Arizona Hot Shots uh, for training camp in eight weeks and it shut down uh, and it was a it was a great experience. I loved it, but it was a startup league and it didn't make it because uh, resources, resources are scarce with startup leagues and financial resources. You can't put like money's not the most important thing in this world. But it, it's up there, right? Yeah. Like we need we need fans. We need everybody in that stadium. Come on out. We will do everything in our power to give you the best experience we possibly can. But come out, support us. The guys feed off of your juice, your energy. Like we will play better the more people that are in that stadium and making noise. We need every last one of you. Have a couple beers. Support support the team. 
sponsors. We need sponsors. Anybody who wants to be a part of this team, we want you to be a part of it with us because it's going to take all of us. It's going to take everybody in, in the entirety of Spain because we're drawing all these players from all over Spain. And if you're a fan of a guy that's coming to us from, from one, of the, one of the feeder teams, like come and, come and be with us. Come to our games. We need every last person in that stadium. Uh, even the two guys on Reddit who said they weren't fired up that they hired me. I want you two guys to come out there and yes. support us too. Exactly. All right. I see you out there. Okay. I want everybody, everybody come out. We will do everything in our power to do what we can to put the best possible product on yeah. the field. Jenny, I, I wanted to respond to him, but I didn't. I fair I give him a shout out. They seem like nice guys, just a little judgmental. <laughs> Has anybody, has anybody called out, called out the, the fans that are your new head coach? Go and get your tickets. You won't regret it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need you. I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear you now. The- oh, absolutely. We need every last one yeah, of them. Guys, when, yes, when I was we in need the AAF, when I was- fans. So let's take a closer look at your schedule, at your regular. Ah, well, there's the schedule. So, well, yes. guys, you heard you heard the speech, and you know we want you to come to the stadium. And well, you are part of the um, South Confer- Southern Conference with the Centurions, Rheinfire, and the Rams. And your interconference games are against Hamburg, the Vienna Vikings, and Stuttgart Search, who you will be starting with week number one on June the fir- uh, June the fifth. You are going to face Stuttgart in Stuttgart. What do you expect from them? It's it's one of the teams that you won against in season one. Do you think you will be facing a new team, a new franchise over there? Are they doing their homework? Uh, Nico? I'll ju- let me jump in real quick, Nico, and then you jump in. Yeah, Scott, go ahead. With the, with the nature of, of European football and perpetual free agency for any, but for everybody, like the reality is, I don't know how many of these teams are going to be. If there was somebody that you that you beat last year, you better hope to goodness because they did whatever they could to get better, and and you better hope that you did too. Uh, so so what we did last year is going to have exactly zero bearing on on this year. What anybody else did last year has zero bearing. Uh, but Nico, you can speak more. That's uh, my familiarity level. Sorry. Isn't uh, isn't quite up to speed with these other teams. Nico can obviously speak to it better than I can, so I'll jump out of the way, Nico. Yeah, I mean Stuttgart. You know, um, I know they've done everything they have to during the off season now to recruit the guys that they need to get better, and they were already good last year too. So um, it's going to be a hard game, like Coach said. Every year, you know, teams seem to get better. You know, they look for ways to get better, and if you don't then I don't know, you might be in the wrong league. That's just, It's the ELF now, you know, yeah. and everybody's taking it serious. So there's, what, like Coach said, what we did last year is out the window. It doesn't matter, you know, it's a new season. We yeah. don't know the teams. I don't know really everything that's going on, you know. So me too, I have work going on. You know, I check on some teams, but I just prepare myself and hope that everybody on my team is preparing themselves to be the best they can be so we can go out here no matter who we meet so we can play our best game. But I know Stuttgart's going to come out with fire because no no team in this league is going into a game to lose and that's just American football oh, yeah. and that's, like for I, sure I know Martin Hanselman you coach Hanselman you know coach Andy Meyer I know them I've played for them so I know these coaches and I know they did their part to you know part to participate and really compete 
the second year the same way they did last year, even better. So I'm excited to play against them again, see some old friends and get to work. But it's not going to be easy, just like yeah. every other game. Oh, we no, it, it, it won't be easy. You have a tough schedule there. Week number two, you are yeah. going to Hamburg. And there you will be facing your former teammate, Gene Constant. And I mean, him and your QB, Zach Edwards, they were a pretty good team. Does or does his well loss hit the team hard? What would you say? You ask me personally? I mean, Gene is obviously one of the greatest, one of the great receivers in this league, right? Um, a great year. But we also, you know, have the best quarterback in this league. I'm going to just say it straight out. Everybody knows it. Um, Magic, you know, Zach Edwards is the most talented quarterback we have. He's gifted. He's hardworking, you know, and that's why I'm even more excited. I'll be playing receiver this year, too, on the other side of the ball with him, you know, and getting with all the offensive guys and getting these things rolling because we have what we need, I believe, in our heart to win any match, any team, if we're prepared, you know, and when we're prepared to go out and do what we have to do. So with Gene leaving, you know, that's football. That's the business. That's just how I look at it. Um, Gene's a great player. I wish him the best. You know, he is a great athlete, great on off the field. Um, of course, it sucks that we lost him to <laughs> Hamburg. But at the same time, we got additions in where, you know, we're going to come out, compete. We got great receivers this year. So that's all that I care about. I focus on who we got, you know, and like I said, I wish Gene the best, you know, it sucks, but that's just a part of the game. And I'm just focused on the guys that are, you know, in our locker room and get the job done no matter who we yeah. play. So. No question. No one man ever makes a team, you know, maybe, maybe a quarterback. I just, yeah, everybody's seen the, the movement in the NFL that's happened in the last week or two. You know, yeah. if you're, you can't get hung up on anybody ever, yeah. especially when it's football for money, that stuff's ruthless. All right. And yeah. then Gene made the decision. He had to move on and we wish him the best of luck. Obviously, we don't wish him much luck here week two or week 14. Yeah. Uh, he's, I've seen the highlights. Great, great player. But but you're never one man away. Okay. And, you know, maybe it's the quarterback that you're one man away. Like, you look at the Indianapolis Colts picking up uh, Matt Ryan. They might be pretty good. But when it's when it's a it's a team sport and it's the ultimate team sport, you're talking 22 yes. guys that better be ready to go, or 25 and counting your specialists. And, uh, and no one man is irreplaceable. Like, except yeah. that Tom Brady guy. But otherwise, shoot, we'll find somebody. Somebody's going to step up. It's next man up. There's going to be guys that go down during the season. Next man up. We're going to be oh, ready. Yeah. To go. yeah. The one thing I will say that I'm, that's got me a little worried about uh, about week two is, uh, you know, those guys signed my guy, Lewis Thomas, who's an absolute superstar. He was in the, uh, the uh, Great Britain uh, championship game yesterday. I'm very sorry to see Lewis lose that game, but uh, a great guy. And I, uh, the guys that I, I uh, had the for good fortune of coaching last year, I am fired up to see them this season and Lewis is one of them playing offensive line there for Hamburg. Well, and then week three, it's going to be your first home game against the Cologne Centurions. How much are you looking forward to that game? Mm, also, I guess I'll go. Yeah. I'm same. I guess saying I played, you know, for Cologne, I know a lot of people from Cologne too. So for me, it's always kind of like a homecoming because I really love Cologne. It's probably my favorite city in Germany. Um, and Cologne is a strong team. You know, they have Major London. Oh, yeah. Major London, by far, one of the most, or one of probably one of the best linebacker uh, running backs I have played against in my career. So he is, you know, very dominant force. But then again, you know, he has a great O line. They have a great quarterback, and they're running with a German quarterback. And that's something you know you always have to put out too, because we're, you know, a lot of teams play with American quarterback, which gives you kind of an edge, you know, to win a game. But 
that's why I have a lot of respect for Cologne because they go with a German one and they trust, you know, that the players around them make him better. So it also gives a little bit the German quarterbacks get a kind of love, you know, and that's why I always look forward to playing Cologne because Jan's also a good friend and um, a lot of guys that I know personally from my playing times in Cologne. So they're going to be good. Same same thing. Yeah. I still start. Same like every team. They did their, you know, their due diligence to figure things out during this offseason and, you know, get the right pieces in. So I'm excited, looking forward to playing against Cologne Saturns and coming back closer to home. You know, I think I'm like hour and a half, two hours from there. So my family can also probably be in the stands, you know, and those that's big for me too. So that's why I always, always great pleasure to play against Cologne and in Cologne. No question. Great city. Now, Nico, when we talk about great cities really quick, just to shift gears on you. Sorry, Jenny. No, uh, please. We like we played in Cologne last year uh, when I was in the GFL and an obviously beautiful place. We went out and got some dinner after the game in a little town square there. Unbelievable. But but Nico, we are on the beach. This is ball. Oh, yeah. Beach. I was this, saying in Germany. Right. I, I'm saying that my favorite city in Germany. Nico, how does anybody, anybody in this whole league, I mean, we got all these 20 to 25-year-old kids in Europe, like who isn't dying to go to Barcelona? Have you guys seen the apartment complex they put us up at? Oh, my goodness. We got, uh, we have air conditioning, fellas, air conditioning, all right? I have been in Germany in the summer, and there, there's not even a ceiling fan, okay? We can walk to the beach. Our apartment complex is new. It has a pool, like why would you play anywhere other than Barcelona? And I get Cologne is beautiful. And trust me, I, I loved it there. I loved it. I think it was awesome. But but when I saw where we're at, I mean, <laughs> I, can, I can literally walk out the door and I'm on the beach. Nico, what are these guys doing? Why aren't they playing with us? <laughs> well, guys, you heard it. <laughs> you still have space on your roster, Andrew? Uh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know. But this is—we are ball at the beach. All right, to to steal a phrase from a, an American college team, like that's that's what we are. And and I hate to get but, off the. But then schedule, it, it, but. it's about football. I mean, don't 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 mention the beach too much. Otherwise, your guys will hang out there all the all day long. We can't do football all day now. We got there's stuff to do. <laughs> but but Cologne, I have seen uh, you couldn't help but notice that the highlights of Madre London running the ball uh, and then being successful controlling games on the ground, which is obvious. That's a scary thing when a team can control the game on the ground. They can demoralize you rapidly. Yeah. Uh, and so obviously that's a guy that we're going to have to figure out how to contain. I don't think you can stop a guy like that, but you got to figure out how to contain him, slow him down. And then we got to figure out how to score some points of our own because because. You know, he'll find his way into the end zone. They'll find their way into the end zone. We're going to have to outscore him there. That's yeah. going to be a great matchup. Very excited. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very excited yeah. to see a dominant runner. I love dominant runners. Yeah. Well, Madre London is our MVP from season one. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, for a reason. And then week four, you are going to uh, see Rightfire, one of our new franchises. And I think, Andrew, you know some of the, the guys there on the roster, right? Yes, they have two guys that I had the good fortune of working with last year. They've got uh, Amrick Nicolt, a receiver from France, who uh, we called we called the Baconator because he's just kind of a soft, doughy body, always eat, you know, just not a lot of hard work out of him. And I'm kidding. I know he's watching this right now. I'm giving him a hard time. We we called him the French Terminator. That guy, he, he's he got, like, every time I see him, he working out without his shirt on, 
I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like, I feel like, oh my goodness, I got to go work out. This guy's got muscles on muscles. He can, he never gets tired. I have never seen somebody like, you know, you can picture the Terminator in those movies. He's running after the bus or whatever. And he just like stride after stride, Arnold Schwarzenegger, not getting tired. Like that's Rico. Rico doesn't get tired. He's the Terminator. So I'm fired up to get a chance to go against Rico because uh, he's a good friend of mine. And then they've got a linebacker, Lucas Ross, who they recently brought on, who is an extremely, extremely cerebral player. Uh, and an absolute dominant force in the middle of that defense. Uh, and, and he played over in America in college. Uh, he's going to, we're going to have to figure out how to, how to handle him. And, uh, and Lucas, we will have answers for you. We'll be coming for your ear holes. So you watch out. But, uh, but Lucas is an awesome dude, a great guy. And, and I know that he's going to, he's going to be one step ahead of us. So we're going to have to figure out how to tip the scales back in our favor against, against both those guys. Yeah. And then week five is going to be your second game at home. So Barcelona fans, be ready that day against the Istanbul Rams, another new franchise. What do you expect from them? Nico, Nico. what do you think? Yeah, me. Um, I've had friends that play in Istanbul. And, you know, they have a team. They've always played. I think most of their players come from the Koch Rams, you know, so the university football, if I'm correct. I am wrong, you know, just correct me. But they have a great university football program there in Istanbul. So and they have, you know, they know how to win championships. So they're going to have players, you know, that come to compete, of course, on their squad. So it's the same thing, you know, like I said, through the board, everybody's in this league for a reason and everybody's in this league to compete. So other than that, I don't know too many. I know Zachary Blair, good linebacker from Stuttgart Surge. You know, he went to Istanbul Rams. Um, he's also forced there. So they've also put in, you know, players together and the staff to assure, you know, that they will come to compete and, you know, go for the crown just like everyone else or for the trophy. So, but other than that, I have not too much information, you know, on Istanbul Rams. Yeah. Other than I know if you play American football, you play to win. So <laughs> that's all I'm, you know, that's all I know. Yeah. That what I think Istanbul is also going to come to do. So I'm excited to see them. And, Obviously, too, I've never been to Istanbul. So whenever we come, you know, to their house, it's also going to be, you know, pretty great atmosphere, I believe. So very excited that, about that. Yeah, that's going to be the case in week eight. Then you will be heading over to Turkey. Andrew, have you been there? I have not. I have not. I am excited to uh, all these places. Shoot, I don't know that I've been to any of these cities. <laughs> I mean, your, your schedule Lone. brings you to Germany, Austria, and to Turkey, and you are based in Spain, so you've got a lot of travels going on there. Uh, you yeah, have a lot of my... travels going on there. Do you think what? this could be a distraction for you? As... Uh, anytime you go on the road, it is a distraction. There's the potential for distraction. Uh, anytime, it's a lot harder to get on a bus go to the airport, get on a plane, go sleep in a bed you're not comfortable with. No offense to some of these European hotels, but like, why, why do we got so many twin beds, guys? Like, let's move on. Let's get some queens in there. Okay. Uh, so it, it's an adjustment, especially for some of these big guys. Like I can fit on a twin bed, no problem. But some of these big guys, like that's not a comfortable night for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, going on the road is, is always tough. There's a reason, uh, that, that win percentages in the NFL are lower on the road. You don't have the, the juice from your home fans, uh, you know, and, and then the million other things you got to deal with when you got to travel. So you're absolutely right. Traveling is a difficult deal and you got you to gotta manage it. Um, and you, you got to do, do everything you can to, to mitigate the difficulty and the difficulties that, that travel presents. Yeah. 
Uh, but then yeah. in week six, you have another home game before you have to travel anywhere else again against the Vienna Vikings. Do you think they will be your toughest opponent this uh, regular season? I, all of them are going to be tough. I don't know that anybody, they're all going to be tough. It's, uh, they're all going to be all out battles uh, to see who we can beat. I know they just recently added, I just saw yesterday they added a defensive lineman from, um, from Munich, the Munich uh, Cowboys, I believe, uh, who we faced last year in the playoffs. And that guy is an absolute stud. And uh, they've got, shoot, they got Kimmy. And I, I don't, I still, I've known Kimmy for a long time. And I couldn't pronounce Kimmy's last name to save my life. A receiver that we had last year who's a speedster who's going to cause us trouble too. Uh, so, yes, that will definitely be a very difficult game. But I don't know that it'll be more difficult than the four or five before it. They're all going to be, we're going to have to come out ready to play because there's a lot of good teams out here in the ELF. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And then, And then you have your first bye week in week seven. Nico, time to heal some broken bones. <laughs> How tough is it that you have two more games on the regular season schedule this year? Um, I don't know. I just prepare on the offseason to be ready to play football. Um, I think for me personally, if I'm speaking, like last five years, I've always played, you know, two to three seasons in a year. So this is the first time where I am totally coming in fresh into American football for the ELF, you know. Other than that, I would normally play the Spanish season the last three years, you know, all out. Goes, and then last year, for example, went straight from the Spanish season, like most of the guys, you know. And that's also kind of, you know, what takes tear on your body. But that's why I'm saying, like, most of the guys that really pursue the play, you know, for the Barcelona Dragons, the highest, they're, for example, not playing as much in the Spanish league because they want to give their all in the Dragons. But also the guys that are playing, you know, during the Spanish season, they're going to come in already in shape. So it's kind of, you know, hit or miss. But for me, I just knew, okay, if I'm going to, you know, go all out, I have to, you know, train and be fully ready. Because it's like you said, these are great teams. Everybody in, these, in this league can play American football. So it's different from other teams, you know, where you might have one or two that maybe can't or four or five. Every position can play football in this league. And that's the thing. And for me, I just need to mentally be prepared personally, you know, the best way I can to help my team wherever I can or wherever I'm needed to yeah, come out successful. So that's what I've been focusing on. That's why I haven't been too much on, you know, social media really like that or looking who signed who and what's going on because I'm just trying to focus on what I can do to help my team. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And, of course, bye weeks are always good because you get you know, <laughs> fresh legs coming back into it. So. No question. To piggyback on what Nico's saying there, Jenny, the and and I don't want to. Um, the last thing we want to do is drain the talent from from the teams around Spain. But like he's saying, a lot of these guys they have to play year round because because the team can't afford to pay people year round. And as a startup league, like that's a that's an issue. And and guys that are out there, as Nico's saying, that are playing like they're beating up their bodies and make no mistake, football is a brutal sport. Uh, oh yeah the odds of, of making it through a season's unscathed, let alone some of these guys playing two, three seasons in a year. Uh, and that's why we need the fans. We need the sponsors. We need everybody so that we can try to turn some of these guys and make it so that they can, they can play one season in a year because otherwise they're not going to make it. Nico, I don't know how many guys that are, that are 30 that are in Nico shape that are, you know, that are ready to go uh, because, because playing that long. And I know it doesn't seem like very old, but like I said, in football years, shoot 30s old, you know, yep. to make it that far 
uh, and playing that many seasons, it's it, the number of guys who are physically capable of that. You got to be a special genetic human being, which which Nico obviously just looking at him, you know, clearly is a genetic specimen. There's only hard work and coach. Nothing special. Yeah, I, and but but truly to make it that far, you know, and you've got your your guys in the NFL that have survived forever, but it's only you know the number of them you could probably count on on two hands over the last 20 years. Yeah. Your Tony Gonzalez and, and Charles Woodson's of the world who can play when they're 35 and still be dominant because uh, guys get hurt. And and if we can get to the point where, where we have the resources to allow our players to focus on being dragons, like we will be, we will be in a great position and the sooner we can get there, the better. And, and that falls that truly, it does. I mean, that falls on the fans that falls on the people who support the ELF uh, because we can't make uh, the resources disappear out of thin air. So guys, yeah. again, I, I know I'm a, I'm, beating the the drum but but we need you we need every last one of you to come out and support us go on the website and get your tickets i should have i should have gotten the plug in there jenny thank you for fit, getting me, uh, <laughs> that for me no i mean we we want them we want them to have a party and Absolutely. well from from week eight onwards the teams repeat um what's going to be special about the second half of the season what do you think that's the home stretch jenny Shoot, there's nothing better than the home stretch. That's when, mm -hmm. that's when you know what you got. You know who you have. Everybody's kind of, you know, and we're all, unfortunately, we are behind. And, and the great misnomer, I learned this from a, a coach much better than me, the great misnomer in sports is that the hay is never in the barn. You are never truly prepared. Uh, and then we've got a late start. I'm a late addition to the team. Uh, and so to get up to speed and get us ready to go, like, it, it's going to take a while. Uh, now, hopefully we can do, we're going to do it as fast as we can, but I know we'll be hitting full stride as we come out of that week seven bye week. And that's when we're going to make our money or, or we're going to fold our cards and, uh, yeah. and shoot, it's going to be a stretch. And that's when we're going to find out what we're made out of. And, uh, hopefully we got, we got all our ducks in a row and we can come out there and we can rip off a few wins and we can find our way into the playoffs. I just wanted to say we, then playoffs. <laughs> that's that's where you want to be if you can get into the tournament you got a chance and we got to find yeah. our way in there in the second half of the season is that's when you make your money that's when you can go and figure out you show everybody what you got yeah, yeah. and looking at the schedule is there any team missing that you would have loved to play against especially Shoot, we, got enough, we got a tough enough schedule as it is <laughs> yeah. don't give us anybody else we got <laughs> you know uh Nico, where do you want to go? Where where haven't you been? I think um, I've been like I said, Istanbul. I haven't been, but what I've heard from a lot of people, a lot of, you know, a lot of players, coaches, Swarko Raiders. But I guess also because of their view, you know, the view they have behind their stadium with the Alps and all. So just the atmosphere, because Swarko Raiders is probably you know also one of the top teams in all of Europe. So yeah, you know, just their atmosphere. But Vienna's. Great football team. So to come back to Jenny's question, you know, and to touch on what you said, Coach, Vienna, you know, we all, everybody that knows Vienna knows, you know, they're going to be really good. But like Coach also said, the other teams, you know, nobody's coming in this league to lose. But I'm looking yeah. forward to, you know, playing Vienna and actually, you know, bring the upset. That's I, that's why I love this American football because anybody can get beat any day and I don't care who's on the side of their ball. I trust the guys we have on our side and we're going to be ready to go. So, yeah, yeah to me, Swarco, if you would ask me, it would be nice just for the atmosphere and the experience, what they have out there. But we have a good enough schedule, like Coach says, it looks so. Just looking That's forward for to sure. this. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, guys, it's not just me. I know we are all excited for this summer to start. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show today and for going through the team and the schedule, of course. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to watch you out play. Thank you, Jenny. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you having us on. Uh, I hope that we uh, that we were able to put on a decent show here. And uh, and I know that we will put on a good show for our fans as we uh, as we get closer to this season here. Yes, thanks, Jenny. Very glad to be on with you guys. Um, excited. Yeah, we just met Coach, so looking forward to meeting you in person too in Barcelona or in Reus. Salud, wherever it will be. So, um, yeah, fans to the fans. Um, mi español es no perfecto, pero vamos a la Reus Estadio. And that's all I got so far. You know, I live in Denmark too, so all these languages I got to sometimes cut. <laughs> so yeah, to all the fans, you know, we need everyone in the house, and I know it's going to be full house. And I oh, can't yeah. wait to. I'm yeah. just so excited. It's one month away. You know, yeah. a month goes like this. So, yeah, super excited, super hyped, super hyped. Jenny, does anybody ever give credit to Marco for putting on the show from behind the scenes? Marco, Marco organized this. I'd like to give a shout out to Marco. Thank you, Marco, for having us on and getting everything working for us. I don't know if Marco gets the love that he deserves. <laughs> now he got it. So love to Marco, love to the Barcelona Dragons fans and to you guys, of course, and to the other players. Again, thank you very much. Thank you for watching and see you again very soon. Thank you. All right, how is it going?